The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California. If it's this on the burr, because it's cold out there. This is the Napsack Files. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition. We got a big interview coming up. That's what this show was built on. Not just me rambling into a microphone. We have a uh, got a guest coming in named Alex Marzonia, singer-songwriter, recording artist known as Marzonia. Known him for a couple years now, in and around the Schmodown world, and got to uh, got to know him over time, and really just love this uh, this kid. He's such a talented individual, and it's like a secret talent. Well, it's not secret now, and after this interview, it better not be secret to you. He's just that kind of uh, guy that shows up and he starts working with the Schmodown, working hard behind the scenes, and things are busy. You don't have a lot of time at a Schmodown taping or a live event to sit and chat with someone. So I, being the guy that's like clock in, clock out when it comes to Schmodown, I, I never really got to know him. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, Alex write, writes music too, right? He sings songs and it's like, what? And you hear his stuff and you're like, what are we doing having this guy work for us? We all should be working for him. It's kind of like how I feel about the Wangers, Cody and, and Christian and Brian Perez, like, and, and Robert Butler III and, and Andres Cabrera. These are people that kind of worked behind the scenes to help build the Schmoes No brand for years. And after a while, it's like, oh, no, they're the real talent. And Alex is in that category. And we're going to talk about his songwriting process, the inspirations, the reasons, the true reasons. He's writing these great songs, play a little bit uh, of it uh, via Spotify, so that's coming here in a bit. Happy to be talking with you. Uh, programming note, Behind the Bag with Tom Dagnino. We're working on getting an episode out soon. we got a lot to talk about the baseball cheating scandal. And it upsets me, too. I don't get bonkers over it. Uh, we'll talk about that, but I just did write uh, my column for Flag Sports. was out on Monday. This is how how news works. If you're recording a Star Wars show, you'll record a nice episode, and then you'll you'll press stop, and you'll get up, and you'll leave. And by the time you get home, some big news will have dropped, and people will be like, hey, where, where's the news? And like, well, next week. I wrote this baseball article, as I do uh, weekly for Flag Sports. Hope you guys check it out if you're baseball fans. Even if you're not, give it a swing. You see what I did there? All right. Anyways. And I finished it, sent it in. It was going to get published. It gets published about 10 minutes later. Uh, the Houston Astros, uh, the punishments came down. Manager, general manager fired. All those things. So I wrote uh, kind of a, a backup column uh, as soon as I could. That's out there, too. And you get some of my thoughts on it there. Uh, it's upsetting if you're a baseball fan. It, but it don't. it shouldn't be too upsetting. Don't, don't base your entire existence on what professional athletes do on the field. Because... It's not all on the up and up. And if you think the Astros are the only team, you think the Red Sox are the only team, ooh, no, no. As Luke Skywalker said to Ray, this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Is that the exact quote? I don't care. I'm, not, I'm so bad at direct movie quotes. Uh, so Tom and I are going to talk about that. Um, finally, I think it was about this time last year. I announced that I was going to be doing a short, uh, a special series of podcast interviews on for a show called I Shall Finish the Game, a Young Guns podcast. We aren't going to do like a regular show going forward. Just going to be like 
six or seven interviews. And uh, I even got artwork for it. The great Janine, the machine has some artwork. I think you can even get a t-shirt of it on uh, T public. And a year later, I haven't done it. <laughs> Life's busy. I actually, a couple points just forgot, just forgot, just plum forgot. I'm working on that, getting that out there too. Uh, we have been focusing on charities here that AppSoc files just because I want to get myself thinking outside of myself. And I want you, the listeners, to get get your thoughts to go beyond those walls every now and then. It just helps. It helps with your mental health. And I don't mean that in like some selfish sense. Help others just to make you feel better. No, it just gets your thoughts off yourself off your struggles. It's a valuable perspective. We've been talking about that a lot here on the Knapsack Files lately. We were focusing last week on the Australian wildfires and our homework sign was to find a, a charity of choice. I hope you did that. And just send a little something. Just send a little something to put a little love out into the world because it ain't, uh, again, uh, hows and the whys, I don't focus on that stuff. All I know is that there's people in need. And this week, we're getting a little more specific. This week, I wanted to focus on a little exchange I ended up having. And, man, I don't know. It's just something that, you know, you just you get a feel, you get a vibe, and you want to you put something out there in the world. And I got home Saturday night, I believe it was, and I saw on Twitter uh, Scrimshaw, my good pal Joseph Scrimshaw, co-host, co-creator, Force Center, was responding to a tweet. And he said, hey, something about, you know, thanks for the kind words, isn't that? So I have just about every Star Wars word muted on my Twitter page. I just, you can't, you can't find me with Star Wars stuff. I'm just, I'm, I'm stepping away from it from a bit. Force Center goes on strong. Force Center continues very strong. I'm not done talking Star Wars. But I just had, you know, this like, I, I just need to step away for it. Um... And, and that's where I'm at. So because of that, I couldn't really see all of what Joseph was responding to. So I was getting into bad and, you know, let's be honest, I had a big schmodown day and a birthday party for one of the schmodown personalities. It was out, not, it was an early day, but I had some, I had some rum and I had some rum in me. And I was just like, oh, what's, what's this? What is this? And I took I took a, a rideshare car home. I didn't I didn't drive. What is Joseph responding to? So I found it, and there was this just great thread from a, a, a Twitter user going by the name of Criminy Danger. Now I don't know what that name is. What is that name? I don't know. And it's a dangerous time as a Star Wars podcaster. Uh, perilous days, can you? You're living this tough life. No, just you know they could anyone can come after you and ruin your day. So that's why I have a lot of it blocked. But this guy, Criminy Danger, puts just some wonderful words out uh, about what it means to him, and not just to him, but to uh, not, you know, have some positive Star Wars talk. But beyond that, just, hey, what you all, Joseph and, and Jennifer and I, are doing in a room by ourselves to microphones and no one watching, it it, it, it helps. And he, he talked about going through a battle with cancer right now, and he just talked about here you know i'm someone sitting in a chemo chair uh, and in your your show your words it helps it matters and that's pretty humbling and i've gotten some great messages like that over the years it's just it's it's all of this is worth it all the struggles and all those kind of things and all the self doubt all the times i 
look at myself in the mirror and think I, I did wrong. This is the wrong path I chose. You get little things like that. And it really is humbling. You're just like, man, if we did my, my silly little Star Wars show helps someone in any way, shape, or form. So did something I don't normally do. I'll be honest, I normally do it. Might have been the rum. Might have been the Coke. A cola, you weirdos. Rum and Cokes. I, I reached out. I wrote him. I DM'd him. Slid into Criminy Dangerous DMs and met this guy, Zachary. And Zachary shared quite honestly what he's going through. This is a, a professional uh, writer, digital marketer. He's got a whole career, and it and it's it's on hold. It's on hold. It's not gone. It's on hold, Zachary. And he just told me a story, and again said some nice words. But it wasn't about the nice words to me. It was just his perspective of this this battle for for life. Let, let's be blunt. That's what this always is. The battle with that c word, right? That's what this always is, and. We all, in some way or another, have been affected by it in our families, in our lives, and our friends, and everything. And and there's always a you know a serious weight to these battles. But this this guy Zachary's words moved me. Uh, they just touched me. And he mentioned, you know, he said I had to I had to put my career on on hold. I'm paraphrasing, but just you know, I had, I had a GoFundMe going around. I'm kind of. We had to move. I had to move back in with my folks, uh, my mom. Like, you know, they living off some of that while we get these treatment. I'm going into uh, National Institute of Health for uh, follow-ups and checkups, get some um, clinical studies done, all this kind of thing. You know, these real big battles, which just makes me being skittish about the word Star Wars on my Twitter handle just puts it into perspective. So I said, hey, let me, let me, what's your GoFundMe link? And he didn't offer it up. He did not offer it up. He just it was a part of the conversation. It was part of the story. And even he hesitated giving it back, you know, just like, I, hey, you know, here it is. Check it out. I'm legit. I'm not a grifter. <laughs> you know. And I, I went to it and and uh, did what I could at the time. And it, it's a, it's it's on there. It's GoFundMe.com uh, slash F slash Zachary Bassinger, like like him. Zachary with a Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-B-A-S-I-N-G-E-R. If you're looking for it. But there is going to be a link in uh, the Anchor uh, description. It'll go out to all the podcast spots, and I'll tweet it out too as well. And I'm not saying, uh, I'm not putting that, uh, I'm not putting this at your doorstep, listener, dear listener, and saying that you need to donate money or anything like that. That is my decision, something I did. But I want the word to get out because word needs to get out. So his whole story is here. And there is something he said to me. And there's some words that are between he and I and in private and just immediately felt a connection with this chap. And he, he said this, and there before the grace of God go I, and there before the grace of God go you, anyone out there, if we're in this spot. And a lot of us just uh, in the Shmodown community saw uh, the, the, the passing, the tragic passing of, the, of, of just the wonderful, vibrant spirit that was Karen Volpe. Uh, and her husband, Paul Preston, fighting on, saw him Saturday at the Shmodan event. It's just, it's just, we all at any point can and maybe even will find ourselves in these battles. And Zachary said this to me, and I want to share it. And I did not ask him for permission, so Zachary, I apologize. He said this, the one thing you get to see with cancer is the best from people. You get to see love and compassion, and you get to see surprises from people you'd never expect a thing from. On the flip side, it can be a lonely thing as well. But I'll tell you, 
the love you see, the hope and the caring. It makes you feel like no matter how bad things get in this world, we all have a goodness in us that comes through when it is supposed to. Man, that's some great words. Better than any words I can come up with. And, and again, there before the grace of God go all of us. And he's in this now. And to have that perspective, obviously when there's bad days, obviously when his life has been just tossed up up, um, up in the air, same, same with his wife and same with his career and everything, man. Everything. But it touched me and it moved me. And I, I have a feeling those words can maybe affect those out there who might need to hear it too. And I love that sentiment as well. It makes you feel like no matter how bad things get in this world, we all have a goodness in us that comes through when it is supposed to. That's what I love about it. When it's supposed to. Um, recently, uh, another friend of mine had lost his father. And uh, he was reaching out for some advice, advice that I, I, I you know, and not advice, but just you know, looking for comfort. And, and um, you know, I don't have it to give. I don't know. You know, lost people, but my parents are still alive right now. And um, I don't know. But but all I can think of is a, um, a great song by Beth Orton called "Passing Time." And that song talks about finding the strength when you need to, finding the strength with when you're supposed to. So Zachary right now is out there finding the strength when he needs to. And I think it's on, it's on my heart that we all find that goodness in us when it's supposed to. And this is a, this is one of those moments, potentially, potentially. That's why I'm putting it out there. As the Knapsack Files focuses more on charity during this year in the sense of just putting options out there for you to get, get behind things. And we're going to be doing that more. going to be interviewing some stuff by one of our listeners uh, Scribbler, good old hillbilly Scribs from the, some of the movie trivia fan leagues. He's got something he's uh, he does every year, and we've been behind it before, but now we're really going to uh, be in it. Um, the world is pretty crazy right now, but here's the thing. To me, I think the world's always pretty crazy. You'll be surprised at the horrors happening in your own backyard. You'll be surprised at the terrible things happening in your own community. We just see all the other stuff because it's bigger and it's bolder and it's louder and it's all over Twitter and it's all over social media and it's all in your face. And so it seems worse than it was. But this is this is life. This is what it is. It's always a battle. It's always dark. There's always dark clouds ready to form over your head and sometimes you can fight them off and sometimes they'll just find you. So with that said, man, I want to keep uh, all of us just... Let's just kind of put a little bit more out there that can help one or can help many. Everyone is concerned. We talk about it a little bit in the upcoming interview with Marzonia. Everyone is concerned and should be concerned with mental health, the mental health of those around you, the mental health of yourself. It's very important, and you can um, deal with it on small levels. You can deal with it on big levels, and and I, I, I get that. But I think sometimes... The, the well-being you seek is outside of you. It is in the journey and the struggles and the battles of those around you. And it can be a very, very small level. So uh, the Knapsack Files is throwing what weight we have 
uh, behind the GoFundMe for our friend Zachary Bastinger. Uh, he's got mes- uh, mesothelioma. That is tough for me to say and tougher for him to fight. But he's going to win, and we're going to be around there. We're going to we're going to get we're, we're getting behind it. He's got some updates um, on the page, so you can see uh, he and his wife Chelsea uh, what they're going through and what they're trying to do. You'll see moments of hope. You'll see moments of despair. You'll see moments of smile in the face of fear. And uh, Zachary, we're thinking of you. Um, you know, um, sometimes I, I sometimes I don't like to throw myself behind individual stories of, of people out there because, yeah, it can go wrong. You know, you hear those horror stories. And I love that Zachary acknowledged it. He's like, here's my GoFundMe link. I understand that I might, uh, you might think I'm going to use this to buy a Porsche. <laughs> uh, that is not the case. Not the case here. And that is why I would support it. And we'll get some updates. And uh, Zachary, my promise to you, man, uh, if you're listening, I hope you are. Uh, trust you are. Um, after the next round of good news, we'll get you on this uh, call in here and get an update from you. And just... Uh, just talk to you about life, the universe, and everything, man. Uh, we're behind you here. So uh, the link to this GoFundMe page is in uh, the description of this episode. I'll tweet it out again. GoFundMe.com slash F slash Zachary Bassinger. And uh, if it's on your heart, if it's not, if this isn't uh, your cause to get behind, that's part of what we're talking about this year, too. Find your cause. Find your find the things you want to get behind. Um, it doesn't have to be mine doesn't have to be your neighbors. It, ha- it has to be yours. It has to be yours. And if this tale can inspire you to f- put your, your love and support in something else, that to me is, is, a, is a win as well. We're just fighting things all around the world uh, one step at a time. So that's where we're at on that. Um, and yeah, you know, serious. Serious, right? Once we'll get serious. Other times I get silly. Other times I have to get silly. I got a, a you know I'll tell you, I, I I got a new phone, got a new phone. I referenced it in the little in the interview. We we just Alex just left. We taped the interview, so I'm doing the intro after. And I tell you, what, I didn't get a phone out of. Uh, I got an iPhone 11 Pro, all right, but I didn't get it out of like, ooh, you know what? Let me um, let me treat myself to a high expensive device. I got my other phone was doing the thing that phones do, slowly fading away from your life. <laughs> so. I had to make the decision. All right, let's try to uh, let's try to invest in this and make this one last for a while. And I guess I had an iPhone eight, and that 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 went a bit. That went for a bit. I uh, I, I like this eight. And are you like me with your technical devices, even if they're fading away? Yeah, because these things, I guess, they're built to uh, be destroyed, right? <laughs> they're like they're like us, all slowly fading away. I, uh, I'm holding my old one now. I miss, I'm going to miss this phone. Is that weird? Do you all get just connected with these things? That's got to be a problem. I want some sort of study. I'm sad for this iPhone 8. Uh, I remember the memories I had with this device. I went to Chicago in this uh, with this phone. I went to Washington, D.C., took some pictures of the White House with this phone. I'm going to miss it. I still have the pictures. The pictures transferred over. It took me hours to transfer things over and back up to an iCloud. I got the pictures, but uh, that phone traveled with me down the road. It's why, you know, I got a Commodore 64 Mini from uh, one of our great listeners. Uh, gosh, was it Andy B. Nerdy? Yeah, it was. I uh, got it, and it was a Christmas gift. 
There's a Commodore 64 Mini, and you plug it in, you hook it up to your TV, and you can play all the games you played as a kid on your Commodore 64. And you out there listening, you you know I grew up playing the Commodore 64, and it means a lot. And this is great. It was so great. I hooked it up. I played Winter Games, Epic's Winter Games, the old computer game. So great. I bought one for my dad for Christmas because I have a lot of memories of my dad and I playing it, and that's, that's different memories. Important family memories. But I also, I had this little mini in my hand, and the buttons don't work. It's just a replica device. I wish it did, because I could still, I have this device in my hands, and I'm like, oh, I miss my Commodore 64. That has a kid. I can feel the buttons. I can feel the function buttons, the keyboard, the space bar. I can feel it all, man. Feel it all in my memories. And like, I miss a computer device, a computing device from the 80s. I miss it. That was the keyboard that I first started writing on, that I would do. I did two book reports, two damn good book reports, Eisenhower and Ulysses S. Grant. All right? I nailed those book reports. I wrote it on that Commodore 64. Used to play hardball, the old baseball game, on that Commodore 64. I wrote, when I was in sixth grade, I wrote, because remember, I, I, I thought I was going to be a Major League Baseball player. And I had read two books by that point. I'd read one on uh, by, I'm putting quotations around by, because there's always ghost writers involved, of course. Not that the, the players can't write, just the time commitment. So I wrote a book about Ke- uh, by, by Keith Hernandez, the New York Mets first baseman, about the 19, well, his career, but it focused on the 1985 Mets season. And then the next year, my favorite player of all time, Gary Carter, released one of uh, his first book. He wrote two. And it was about the 1986 season, which is the, the championship season for the Mets. I love that book. And I, I love Gary Carter. I love that. So in sixth grade, on that Commodore 64, I wrote my first book. I think in total it's 16 pages. I had it printed out for years. It's gone. I don't know where it is now. But dot matrix printer. Printed out that dot matrix. You got to line up those holes with the spool. And that Commodore 64 is where I wrote this little Game one, Yankees and Angels, and I just made up a game, and I put a little box score in there, and I had, like, teammates, and I told the, told the story of what I did on my days off. It was it was silly. It was I'd love to have it now. Don't know where that went. But I wrote that on a Commodore 64, on the Commodore 64 of my youth, and I missed that device. That can't be completely healthy, but maybe it's not completely unhealthy. I don't know. So I have this phone in my hand, the iPhone 11 Pro. You're going to see a lot of portrait photos from me on Instagram. A lot of pictures of dogs in portrait mode are coming. I'm warning you now. I feel no regret for it. But first, I've got to get over the loss of my iPhone 8. So I'll say a word for my iPhone 8. We'll see. All right, we got an interview coming up here. I hope you guys are excited for it and enjoy. We got some music in the interview. Again, that link for the GoFundMe for Zachary will be in the description of this episode if you want to share it or check it out. I'll do what your heart tells you and let me know. You can, especially if you're a Patreon supporter, on the Discord server, uh, we have a charity spotlight thing that's on my website as well. But you can go in and, and reach out to me and go, hey, here's something that's on my mind. And yes, I will vet it because, you know, 
I don't want to throw my name, and I don't have a lot of value in that name. There's not a lot of currency in the Ken Napsok brand. But if I throw my name behind it, I want to believe in it and also make sure it's on the up and up. I don't want you to buy a Porsche with our charity money, all right? Uh, unless the charity is Porsches for Ken. So actually, I don't want a Porsche. I just want to, I just want to, just want to like a Honda Civic with a tape, with a tape deck that works. I don't even need like a fancy, uh, I don't need like a fancy CD player of some kind of interface computer. I'm like, I just want a tape deck that works. My tape deck doesn't work anymore. It's been a tough decade. All right. Uh, we're almost on air, but speaking of this, almost out of here with the going into the interview, but speaking of Patreon supporters, I have a lot of new supporters in the wake of, uh, uh employment changes over at Collider. Uh, and God bless. We talked about it last week. We're not going back to that. You don't need to, I am all about going forward. And I, I really, the additional supporters, just mean the world to me. And if you want to get over onto my Patreon page, we'll go to patreon.com slash Ken Uh Things coming. I got some new ways to broadcast and I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to be doing a lot of those regular live streams. that You see a lot of other people do, uh, and, and they should do. Um, but you'll see me do some of those things, but it'll be a little bit different than what they do. Um, cause, uh, it's all about being different as well when you go forward. But I want to thank my, uh, executive producer supporters and I have some new ones. These are the people that support me at the top tier and um, help make the show go around. That includes Lethal Logan X, Thomas Rizling, Graham uh, Bell, uh, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Bergen, Chad Benefield, Kyle Harlow, Zach Anderson. We've got the Buddha Brothers. That is Tamor, Abdul, and Rafa. My buddy Ty Schallenberger, Nathan Ovendale, Donna Long, Matthew Thompson, and Bador, the great Bador. These are people that have uh, supported me, uh, a lot of them for a while here at the top tier, a lot of uh, new names in there. we got some also in the uh, producer tier. Uh, Snacks is back, Will McClain, Brady Dugas, Alice Wadsworth, Andrew Hill, Andrew Scott, Jason Humphries, and Kyle Gerben. Um, really, really, y'all are uh, just making uh, my world go round and appreciate it. So, if you want to uh, support me, uh, but go go support Zachary first or other people. Then you can come support me if you want at patreon.com slash catnapsock. That's the housekeeping. Let's get to the interview with the great Alex Marzonia here on the other side of this break. It's the Knapsack Files Kids. I hope you're having a good day. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. His new single is out there on the internet, and it's a great one. You can find it. I'm listening to it on Spotify. Spotify, you know, I'm an old guy, but I switched to Spotify for a lot of my music, and the single Brilliant is out there by Alex Marzonia. And Alex is in studio here at the Knapsack Files. Hello, friend. Hello, Ken. Thank you for having me on. This is a pleasure. It's it's great to have you here. You're, You're... 
journey into our world is a fascinating one. We're going to talk <laughs> about it a little bit. Uh, but I want to start first with the music. Mm-hmm. And now you are built, are you built officially as Marzonia? Is that your sing? Is that your singer-songwriter name? Just Marzonia. Just yeah. Marzonia. Marzonia. Yeah. I like that. So if I occasionally call you Alex, please don't <laughs> send your management team after me. Copy that. Will do. <laughs> your single, uh, Brilliant, uh, just hit. And I love it. It's got a... It's going to be maybe weird. It's got a it's got a Ben Folds Ben Queller vibe to it, which I love. Um, reminds me parts of it of the, of the Ben Queller song "Falling" in the best which is one of my favorite songs. So immediately I was pulled in. Okay, I, I haven't like heard it. that song, so I gotta I gotta check that out. You're gonna listen to it and be like, "You're yeah. crazy, <laughs> you're crazy." And we're gonna hear a little bit of the song here, but uh, Alex, uh, as I know him, Marzonia, as you should know him as an artist, we'll just start here. When did you write your first song? My first song, I wrote that in 2005. I know that for a fact. It was on our way to a field trip to the Getty. Really? Yeah. Field trip it. in what year of school? This was my seventh grade. I mean. Yeah. No, sixth, end of sixth grade. I mean, grade. I was 49 then. No. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's yeah. young. That's great because yeah. most talented musicians, singer songwriters, I do believe, start young. <laughs> I'm hoping I can still pick it up at 45. I'm not there yet. A couple <laughs> years. So what did you do? You you have a vibrant memory of riding, uh, driving to the Getty in, the, in a school field trip, and you wrote a song about a museum. Yeah, in the journal. <laughs> I forgot what it was called, but I I remember the chords very well. Mm. Um, I probably have a recording of it somewhere. You got it. But uh, yeah, just a very vivid memory of. Uh, going up that hill, up the 405 yeah. to the Getty. And uh, yeah, just writing in that little journal. What drove you to music? What pulled you in? So my brother, who is nine years older than me, okay. he, uh, he's he been playing piano since he was four. And so growing up as a little baby, just hearing mm-hmm. him play piano all the time, classical music. And then uh, I eventually started playing when I was seven, piano. Okay. And then when I was 10, I picked up the guitar, uh, drums and bass all kind of collectively and, uh, haven't put them down since you're, so you're a multi-instrument kind of whiz kid. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So it was just in your blood and, Mm -hmm. and, but that doesn't being in the blood doesn't make it easy. Doesn't make it, uh, just, you know, it might be second instinct, second nature, but you had to still put, had to work. You still had to work at yeah. it. You had to craft exactly. this skill you had. Yeah. So this this first song, uh, wh- what do you start with? What do you you lyrics, your music? What do you do? How do you you do, are you like McCartney who's never read a, a sheet of music in his life? <laughs> or are you or are you the other way? Um. So for this new song, uh, Brilliant, that one I started just by playing the piano. Mm. Uh, I even went home, like back to where I grew up in Diamond Bar. You're you're in. You're an Inland Empire In, sort yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, Diamond Bar's Inland Diamond Empire, Bar. right? It's yeah. like border of L.A., yeah. San Bernardino, and Orange County. It's, it's like right in the sweet spot. <laughs> it's a special place. Yeah. <laughs> You've been there? Uh, I've been night. on many trips to, yeah, <laughs> past and through the Inland Empire and Diamond Bar. Got some family out there yeah. right too. Uh, so you're out there. So I went back home because I've been kind of in a writing rut. Mm. When I go home to play piano and I'm all alone there, I have, we have a grand piano over there. I have my, uh, and I can just belt out, uh, and yeah. play as loudly as possible. And hopefully my parents are gone so that they don't have to hear that. And when I have that freedom, that's when I can really just let loose with like right. random melodies and just going full out pretty much. What? It, it, there's no, 
magic uh, elixir, right? It, 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 you approach a song, songwriting from different angles every time. Do you start with, I got a lick, I got a lyric, or just... It usually starts with the music first. Okay. Um, piano or guitar. No matter what, it starts around with like just playing around and not trying to write a song. Yeah. That's when it always happens, that little spark, and then... I'm, look, I'm fascinated by it. I'm going to dig into it a little bit because I, in another life, I wish I was a rock star. It just never <laughs> came to be. I tried. I wrote a lot of song lyrics mm-hmm. and and I bought a tambourine as I always joke <laughs> around and it just didn't work out. And some other people around me with better musical skills just didn't get that. Got other things from my parents. They weren't very musical. So I'm always in awe mm-hmm. and impressed and it never ceases to be like the force guiding you through a song because it's pretty pretty tough and i was just watching the eagles documentary because mm-hmm. mark ellis assigned it to me as homework <laughs> and i had uh, i'm not a huge necessarily a huge eagles fan but fascinated with bands fascinated with with stories of songwriting so yeah. so what what influenced you other than your brother tinking away on the piano growing up what kind of bands and the process and what drew you to the music um what drew me to what drew me to like writing in general and like yeah. trying to play guitar was like I was a little chubby. Uh, you as yeah as like, you're, a, you're a fit man. You're a fit young man. Yeah, I've changed since. I uh, mean, and God bless you. Be chubby, be fit. Doesn't matter to me. But I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. So sixth grade, it yeah. was like, yeah, let's try to let's try this thing out to see if I can get any of the ladies. <laughs> it was the, it was when in doubt, grab a guitar. Exactly. So it all started with that. <laughs> And that's, yeah. that is, but that is where rock and roll comes exactly. from. Exactly. And I, all my songs pretty much are about girls. It's love, desire, <laughs> and the crisis of faith as Bono always saying about, uh, that is, a, that is really cool. So yeah. when did you first, um, this first song, you know, we keep talking about this mythical mm-hmm. first song in Marzonia's career here back in sixth <laughs> grade. When did it, when did you, when did you feel confident if you do at all about I got I got some skills here I got something I want to share with the world uh I guess like once I kept on writing like kept at it yeah like creating new songs I'm like oh okay I'll I'll try to get some friends together and then once we did I was like all right we sound pretty good Mm. like let's just keep exploring this and so uh, it was once I pretty much played with a group of people that I was like all right I I I I want to do this like all the time you just got this love right. for it. Yeah, exactly. You've been in some bands. Yeah, it's been a few bands, high school, college. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much lately, but it's just solo writing now. I think you're damn good at it, so this makes sense. You might not be one of those guys that needs everyone else around. You just get your own <laughs> stuff here. Um, oh, no, yeah, because I'm, I'm very particular about what I what I want Yeah. When I, uh, for the recorded stuff. Yeah. But when we play live, I'm just like, you guys go loose, like <laughs> go f- full out. Uh, yeah. I'm just, but everything uh, yeah. within the song, I'm, I'm very particular about. And influences other bands, anything. What, 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 what did you look across uh, at, at a record store and go, that's what I want to do. <laughs> when I was younger, when I was first starting out to write, it was Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Muse, Foo Fighters, The Strokes. And now I'm trying to listen to more hip hop and R and B to, um, to get those influences in. That would make sense in the mid two thousands too, yeah. with that garage rock, uh, strokes, Mooney right Suzuki is one of my favorites. Uh, 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 was it black rebel, uh, uh, motorcycle, motorcycle club. club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of that time period. That would yeah. make some sense. <laughs> a little bit of influence in there. Yeah. British, Brit, Brit pop, yeah. Brit indie pop was my jam back then. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Kooks. yep. So much. There was a lot of stuff like, 
I I wish I had that that kind of love for like the new music now. Mm. It's it's hard to like they don't. Um, What's the difference? I don't know. I, what, maybe it's because I was so raw back then. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot of music. That everything that came to me was just important. It seemed important. Yes. And so now it's like I have all of those to look back on. I'm I'm re-listening to those rather than discovering something new. Yeah. And so that's always the challenge of trying to find new artists that are good. You know? I, I, I don't know it from your perspective of someone looking for influences in their own work, but as a, as a, someone used to write about music and, and play music on radios and everything, there was a point and it's not, you could make all the jokes about being old and stubborn because you're not there yet, but like, I, I like my music and I'm sticking to it, but you just, you connect with something and then sometimes it just gets, it's a sound, it's a vibe, and it's hard to find something to replace that or add to it. Really, it's true. You're adding to it. So I know what you're mm-hmm. saying. It's the nostalgia, the memories that are attached to every single time you've yeah. listened to that song. First concert. First concert. That you either, well, I want bold answers, mm-hmm. that you attended and then played. Um, attended is my parents and my aunts took me to Earth, Wind & Fire in Chicago, <laughs> the joint concert. And that's where yes. I, that's, I think that's one of the main reasons yes. why I love like rock or yeah. yeah, because Chicago, I'd listen to earth, wind and fire. Like my parents played them in the car all the time. Oh yeah. But it was like here in Chicago. And then like when they played together, it was just like, Whoa, like music is awesome. Like yeah. I need to do this. <laughs> I want to be up on that stage. That's awesome. And your yeah. parents are obviously pretty supportive of, of what you've got mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I'm super lucky to have supportive parents like that. Parents play themselves. you got a grand piano in the house. Imagine someone's tinkling the iris. Um, not anymore, but mm. my parents, they, they sing. They never really played. Okay. My mom played before, like when she was a kid when she was a teenager, but she stopped. I think once she, once she had kids. So mm. yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It's some, it, it, you know, sometimes happens, uh, unfortunately too, it, it, maybe even the times it might be expected. Who knows right. the choices she made there. Why don't you bring her back up on stage? <laughs> That's a good point. I should probably do that. That's a very good idea. <laughs> now, now, it's, now it's that. Uh, so Earth, Wind and Fire, Chicago. That's mm-hmm. spectacular. Yeah, I love that, that awesome. answer. Makes you love me. Uh, makes me love you anymore. Um, uh, but when did you actually get on stage? Um, I don't remember. I, I play a lot at like family gatherings and stuff, okay. but I think the first time with a full band was in 20... 2009, December, 2009 with my first band, vice versa. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And so I, the first song we played was a cover of sunshine of your love. Yeah. And, uh, it's actually still on YouTube. If you want to, I'll, I'll send you the link later. Yeah, please, <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you want to search that, it's fun. It's a, uh, I got a face melting solo. Sunshine <laughs> of your love. Such a good song. It is a great song. Yeah. And so that was the first time it was at my, uh, it was at my church that I played it was okay. like a little talent show concert thing. at your church playing yeah. some rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I crafted some sketch writing skills in my church, so I know what you mean. <laughs> like, don't, you know, this, God enjoys music and comedy folks. Uh, <laughs> did, uh, you know, so you're, you're playing there and, and, uh, are you, I don't think, see, from what I know, you know, start, I, I don't know if I'd say you're a shy person. You remind me as quiet, but every time a shy person, every time I'd see you, you'd be around the clutter offices kind of watching Schmodown stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you got involved and became a pretty, I would say valuable cog to the production of, of the, uh, 
of the whole proceedings, which people, if they're not aware, they should be aware. You're one of those first in, last out type of people, often doing it for little to no money. <laughs> often. Um, often. Often. We're putting <laughs> capital O on that. <laughs> often. Um but every time I'd see you, you weren't like quite in the corner. You'd be like, hi, you know, I be would be introduced to you. Um, so I, I, am I right in saying you're not necessarily a shy person? You're just quiet. Yes, that that's, that's absolutely correct. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to like lay, um, I like to lay low and just like yeah. let people do their thing. And then if I have the opportunity, then I'll go and talk to them mm. and, you know, find the right time to say something. And you do. Does that does that change on stage? Having oh. not uh, not having the benefit of seeing you perform, <laughs> yeah. what are you on stage? Oh, I'm I'm super lively. Like yeah, I, I like I love being on stage. Just put the spotlight on me, and then I'm um, I'm off to the races. It's Ye- so fun. I have I have a blast up there. See, you're lighting up. <laughs> you're lighting up. Not that you uh, don't light up, and we we could talk about other things. But I, I mean, you are like now I'm now I'm intrigued. You are you got that the uh, it's in your heart. It's in your yeah. heart. Yeah. Just performing is so fun to me. And like, I love being the center of attention up there. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I, look, that's, you're talking to someone who, you know, I'll, I'll go days, not saying words <laughs> until you get me on stage, put me in from a microphone. Yeah. Um, and again, now it's just almost a level of jealousy. Cause I'm looking across and you're like, God, I wish I had that <laughs> chance to get up on stage. I can't even karaoke. Well, uh, oh, I'm sure you can. I cannot. I did it once. So maybe, maybe you get me uh, up we gotta there. We got to do it again. Let's we'll go. We'll do it. Let's, we'll do it. Yes. You and I, I'll, I'll, I'll not hit any keys. Uh, I want to talk about this. You know, we got your song here. We'll play a little bit, play the snippet on it. Um, on Spotify. It is definitely an interesting time now to be pursuing any kind of creative endeavor. I just got a new phone today. I'm looking at it. It's more powerful than anything I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. You know, the, the, the video I can take, the mm-hmm. shots I can take, it, it's yeah, mind three cameras. Like, it's what? crazy. <laughs> it's an iPhone 35 or whatever it is. Uh, it's like, I'm, it looks at my face and it turns on. It's like, it's weird. But for you as a musician, as a singer songwriter, a, a member of bands, whatever it is, pursuing this, it again, is not any easier to make it in terms of whatever your definition of success is, which I do want from you here in a bit. So think about your answer, but you can get stuff out there mm-hmm. where in the past, maybe it would take a little bit longer. Did you have any trepidation? What point did you decide, uh, you know, we're going to, I'm going to release something and share it with the world. When did that first happen? Uh, well, I, I remember back in high school with the first band with vice versa, mm-hmm. we were, uh, we just made a, a few songs. We recorded a few songs and I burned them to CDs and nice. gave them out to friends. Yeah, that that was, is old school. That's yeah. almost like the mixtape or and the, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, just, that was the first experience of first exposure, mm-hmm. uh, for other people to my music. Did you have any, any problem sharing your creative work? Oh no, I wanted everything out there just cause like, First of all, I wanted to impress all the girls. <laughs> this is a great theme. And it's a powerful one. Again, in music. That, but I, so that's very interesting to me. Yeah, I, I'm someone who still to this day, I published a book and I'm like, don't read it. Please don't mm. read it. It's just so you don't, you're just like, I did it. Is it, is it a, a good mix of, of pride? Uh, I did this well. Uh, I want to share it with the world or just, just let's get on to the next thing. What is it? I think it's a lot of pride yeah. too. My, my, as a Filipino, I feel like we're very proud okay. people. Yeah. And my parents have, my, have taught me to be proud of my heritage, proud of what I do mm-hmm. and like prepare me for, um, doing yeah. great things hopefully. And so 
it's a lot of that yeah. trying um, and yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, no, I, you know, and it's great because <laughs> it, it, it's not coming across, you know, on stage, you might be a rock star, but it's just like, I think it's really fascinating to hear from someone, especially in this town, which everyone here needs a, a kick in the butt mm-hmm. on getting stuff done and doing it. And to hear you go, no, we recorded some stuff. And it was like, we've got, this is the next step. And I'm going to do this because I stand behind what I did, knowing that, yes, I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn to do it better. But here now it's time to get it out. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I think, and, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And, and all those songs that I released, like those are just timestamps for my, uh, for how my mindset, yeah. like, and all those memories. See, that's and great. So I'm just very proud of everything I put out yeah. and I want to keep on putting out stuff until I, till the day I die. Yeah, well, you're going to have a long career, man. Um, <laughs> uh, do you listen to some of the songs uh, and I look back and go, well, didn't get that girl. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Most of, yeah, I've only had what two, three girlfriends. So <laughs> I, I had just about the same and I'm older. Yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> but, but it's these, these t- little timestamps you go on time capsule thing. It's fascinating to look back and be like, yeah, you know, uh, the songs you stand by, but do you look back at yourself and go, man, I'm glad I'm not, that person still, or I learned from that mistake or not the song, but the person in the song. Right. Um, yeah. Especially the ones about like my first girlfriend, especially (laughs) it's like, Oh, that was a bad time. I was not a great person. It was not a great relationship. So those are the ones I look back and I'm like, "Uh," but musically I'm proud of those. (laughs) So that counts for something. That's, that's, that's (laughs) that's great. I love it. Uh, were you born here in, in uh, United States? I was born in the U.S. U- US? Yeah, okay. in La Mirada, California. So you're all, you're all done. You're, you're, you're so, you're so called to the core yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Uh, yeah, you'd mentioned the, the like Filipino families and the mm-hmm. culture. It is a really, really powerful love when you fall, when you, when you're into a Filipino family. I used to have a guy mm-hmm. work for me. He was, mm-hmm. uh, in his 70s and he actually, weird story. He actually worked for Marcos. It was just weird. And he showed him, showed me video, uh, like Whoa. pictures. It was yeah. fast. He had fast, but he would invite me every year to like his family's events. Mm-hmm. And we're talking 60, 70 people there. And it was fascinating. <laughs> and it is a really, really wonderfully uh, vibrant, proud culture. Yeah, very welcoming. Yeah. You have a lot of family out here. Family out of- here. Yes. Uh, well, just on my mom's side, actually, my okay. dad's side is still in the Philippines. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of family, friends, extended mm-hmm. family out here, but I don't really see them much okay. uh, lately just because I've been out here since I moved to yeah. um, Burbank area. Um, so I can get you to Romy, Romy, my friend. I can get you to his family, I think, if you want to hang out <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, I'm saying it. <laughs> All to, the Filipinos. <laughs> he, just go to, he'd be going to, he moved to this, uh, this is a side story, but he moved to this uh, Seal Beach retirement community that's like <laughs> giant. It's like, fa- it's like senior world or something like uh, people know about it. And it's like seal beach, long beach area. You yeah. drive, and, we, and me and my friend, Billy, mm-hmm. these two, two old uh, security white boys would go work to, and it was us and his family of no joke, 65, 70 oh people. Gosh. And it was amazing, That's but it, so it was fun. so fun. It was did so have, fun. Did you have lech on? Uh, we had that. I mean, uh, what was the, the adobo chicken was chicken, hit, adobo, yes. chicken adobo, like, oh. like Rome. We'd be like, you, mm-hmm. I make it. You got to come down. <laughs> and, and this, I, I don't want to get in his life. He was a gourmet chef because he was one of Marcos's four colonels. And because he didn't huh. trust food from anyone else, yeah. the colonels had to learn to cook. Make, wow. It's fast. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and he was telling me this and I was like, I don't believe you. And then yeah. he pulled out pictures. It was pretty impressive. It's crazy. Like, yeah, a lot of my extended family, they, ha- they either know of other people or like, yeah, 
were like generals in the regime. It's, and it's, it's like, that, it's it weird. seems so distant. Like we're yeah. at a, such a distance from that it's, uh, time it's, period. Right. But it's also, I, I used to joke with them. I said, Romy, did you beat up the Beatles in the airport? <laughs> I said, I know you did, man. I know you did. You kicked Ringo. He's always just laugh. He's always just laugh. Uh, so, so, but you said like you have a great support system in your yes, family. Very much so. Inter- mm-hmm. um, so the struggle seems to be with the girls, which yeah. makes good rock music. <laughs> uh, yeah. With this good. Yeah. What brought you up uh, uh, LA way? Um, is it anything you, anything other than music driving you or is it up here to like, this is what it is. And then along the way I'll fall into some Schmodown work. Uh, yeah. So I moved from diamond bar to Burbank to, um, that's a transition. Yeah. Just a little bit. I started working at a company called street food cinema. We did like outdoor mo- We do outdoor movies. Yeah. And so I moved to Burbank to be closer to that. And then that's when I started working for Schmodown also. Yeah. So it was mainly uh, work that brought me out and mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to be away from the parents where they don't have to yeah. like question me. Why am I coming back at 1230? <laughs> you know, what's your rock star life? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With this uh, ability to get music out and get it out to the world. I mean, you're on Spotify and I'm looking at your, you know, a very robust catalog of songs here. <laughs> this is great. Um, it's great for you to get that out. Um, we know the famous incident of the Wangers playing your song you released <laughs> last year. You, uh, you know, your website automatically claimed the funny. copyright uh, on it. That's spectacular. Um, what is what is what is that definition of success for you right now? Success is, I guess. Well, let me say it. my 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 number one dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always been my dream since, uh, I really started to seriously play with bands. Mm. Um, I want to play on a stage at like a festival, a European festival to be a specific, like, oh, yeah. um, Glastonbury or something is cause like I watched those concert videos as a kid, yeah. like Arctic monkeys playing like all the flags waving. And it looks like the crowd is like endless. Like, Come uh, it on, goes all the way. You uh, got it. You're, you're talking my language. Yeah. Right? Oasis here. Oasis. <laughs> oh my gosh. That. Come on. Setting the records yeah. back there in 96 range. Yeah. See, I so I want to be yeah. in like a festival like that. And I want the crowd to sing my song to me. Oh, that's yeah. That's and just not great. for me to sing a word. Just I got like nerd rock chills. Just thinking <laughs> about that. Yeah. That's always been my dream. And so one day that's, I feel like that is, uh, that would be my definition of success in a way. Yeah. I or at love least for that. even a small crowd. No, it's specific yeah. enough. I love it because yeah, sell records. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> but you have a specific goal, mm-hmm. a very, of almost a vision, if you will, of where yeah. you want to be. We just gotta, you know, you just gotta get there. How, what how, um, you played uh, festivals local here? What, what, what? How could? How do we get in? How do you get into the festival circuit? <laughs> uh, well, we uh, we played the Whiskey Go Go a few times, right? And that's. A little bit easier than I thought it would be to <laughs> to do because it's one of those pay to play. It is. I'm glad you mentioned it because mm-hmm. it is. I was watching again that Eagles documentary recently, um, and you know, a lot of bands that Sunset Strip era, whatever era of Sunset Strip. Yeah, you, you play the whiskey, and uh, you know it's it's historic for a reason. And my friend in the early 2000s, my old roommate, he we he would play play there and it was the same thing <laughs> pre-sell it's 75 crazy. tickets yeah. oh that was ridiculous and i'd just be like man jim morrison's probably throwing an empty whiskey bottle <laughs> in his grave over this but that aside when you look back you were on that on stage that, yeah all that history like i'm standing with the legends essentially yeah it was really cool 
So that was, I think I played the, uh, the OC fair also, mm-hmm. uh, at one of their bit at the hangar stage. Yeah, yeah. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a college festival or two and a lot of backyard parties and those sure. are the most fun. Everybody's hammered. Everyone's <laughs> hammered. Back. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you, that famous photo of Lennon McCartney, I believe Harrison at a backyard party. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the late fifties. I mean, that's, that's the way that to do it. It's the way to do it, man. But yeah. So it's like, I'm just trying to get as, get to play as many shows as possible. I haven't played one since 2016, I believe oh, with yeah, a full cr- band. Okay. okay. So I want to get back on stage again. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited to gonna make this happen. Yeah. How do you fear? How do you face the fears or doubts that you may have? You're pretty, like I said, you, you get this wonderful sense of confidence in your work, but to see where you're going, I'm sure sometimes you, you're, you're wondering how, the why, and when. How do you fight that? Well, after like meeting like you and a bunch of other content creators, mm-hmm. like what I've found inspirational is that you guys keep on releasing. You don't content. have to. You don't have to say me. You can say Mark <laughs> Riley. You can say Mark Riley. No, you you can. <laughs> everyone like everyone in the space still. Mm-hmm is not uh, deterred by anything that's happening otherwise. And they just keep on creating for themselves, for their fans. Mm -hmm. And I want to keep, that's, that drives me to keep on going, even though someone may not listen to this one song. Like Mm -hmm. I know a few songs back that wasn't well received or well um, listened to a lot. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that, okay, I can write something better. Mm -hmm. I just got to keep pumping out music and like someone will like, something eventually the new song eventually i love that idea yeah i love that again it sounds like you're like i know what i what i got i know how i'm gonna grow i know i can grow but i'm just gonna keep doing what i know i can do yeah that's a good that's a good (laughs) way to look at it yeah and you're very talented you did some scoring work i want to talk about this because this is another kind of skill set within (laughs) the skill set you did some scoring work for the wangers Mm -hmm. uh was the stage four stage four and and teddy teddy you did do teddy i did do teddy was that the first yeah it was the first one Teddy was the first first. one yeah take me through how the process of scoring something Hmm, how did you learn that did you study obviously you're a fan of movies yeah yeah um the Wingers, uh, Cody and Christian and Brian, wonderful, talented people. I'm so happy they asked me to mm-hmm. to do a music original music for their I mean, Cody's there their too. Short <laughs> Cody, Cody's present. Uh, yeah, so they sent me a few um, inspirations for themes, like what, like the uh, okay. yeah, like Prometheus, a little bit, of, a little bit of Blade Runner 2049, just inspirations, and then what pretentious movies <laughs> these guys are. And so I just kind of listened to those and crafted my own. I, 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 the main theme of Teddy came from again, fooling around on piano yeah. and just being like, Oh cool. That, that works well for mm-hmm. what I'm playing it to. So that's basically how I came up with the theme. It was just like, just trying things until it just, until it worked. Improv on a keyboard exactly. type thing, watching the clips mm-hmm. and, mesmerized by this yeah and then just throwing in a bunch of layers like some uh violins i threw some organ uh, not organs but uh synthesizing synthesizer mm-hmm. sounds and yeah yeah i just had a lot of fun with it and kind of the same thing happened with stage four right where i was just, just okay i well that for stage four that was weird because i was in a parking garage is my parking garage yeah and 
all of a sudden I hear this like weird melody. I don't know if it was like a ghost or something. Like I, I was all alone in the parking garage and then I'll, I heard that melody. And I was like, that's fucking cool. And so I, so I use that as the theme for a stage four. Okay. We're going to do a timeout there. We're going to dig into this. You're in your parking garage in your apartment. Yeah. You're walking to your car or from your car. Uh, back, from my car, from my back, car, home, back home, late home. At, back to your apartment late yeah, at night, like 1am, 1am. Yeah. You hear a melody. Yeah. A sound in the parking garage, in the parking garage. Is it a ghost? Is it an alien? Is it someone hiding? Is your roommate? What is this? It's the stage four monster. That's what it is. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It spoke to me. That is magical. Yeah. It was weird. That is, uh, that is on a level with McCartney saying, I woke up and I had this melody for a song called Scrambled Eggs. (laughs) And I just assumed it was so vibrant in my brain. I assumed it it was already written or I had written it previously. So (laughs) a ghost came to you and gave you this melody. Yeah. It was really weird. I love this. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) At what point did you believe the ghost? At what point were you like, what am I hearing? What am I hearing? Oh, I like that sound. Yeah, it was was right awake. Well, it it caught my attention and then it was like, like I was freaked out for a bit and then I was like, ooh, that's beautiful. Whatever, that that melody. It's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you, ghost. Thank you. It was like, yeah, right away. (laughs) So these are your first two bits of scoring Mm -hmm. ever? Yeah. I used a lot of my old classical. I mean, but... Brother, man, you're really good. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, stage four, particularly, Teddy scared me just to film. uh, You know, I didn't (laughs) watch it as much. No, no, Teddy's great. But stage four, I mean, that is that is their genius work. Remsen shot on that single uh, single take. Cody's performances, Beardo, the writing, all of it. And then your music just kicks it to high (laughs) gear. Thank That's you. Thank good, you. Yeah. Appreciate that. I want you scoring some films now. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Because that could be, that could be, you know, in terms of a, of a, of a day job in the industry, that could be a pretty damn good one yeah. while you're uh, also searching for the festivals, uh, <laughs> yeah, festival dream. You're really that. good, man. That is thank awesome. You. I'm blown away by that. I, I thought maybe that. you'd, you know, I don't know, taking a master class from <laughs> Hans Zimmer or something on the internet, but, uh, <laughs> you did that there. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, Let's talk a little bit, though. You get involved kind of this crazy world, uh, you know, the um, Schmodown and Wangers and all that stuff. You, you, you were a, you were a viewer. You were, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a fan of the work, and, you, and you're poking around here. And that's how I met you. And I'll, I'll admit, sometimes I'm like, uh, okay, person watching the thing I'm busy working on, I'll be nice to you, and uh, <laughs> we'll have a good moment, and that'll be it. And then you, you're yeah. still around, you're still around, and you started working, you started working, and you have just an amazing work ethic. So how did it, did you, what brought, what made that transition in your head? It's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to help out, and then do damn good, leave some blood on the tracks while I do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was early 2018 when Christian just asked me to, to work for, yeah. work for Schmodown. And so that was, uh, I felt super grateful for that. Mm. And yeah, my, as far as my work ethic, I just try to do everything I'm asked, think ahead mm-hmm. and make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the, especially the bosses. <laughs> especially, well, especially no, nah, yeah, no, it's, it's uh you're, you're one of the people that really makes it smooth there. Um, uh, so does that make you look at any other aspects of this, of this business down here that you might want to go? Like, do you have, I don't want to call it plan B cause you're going to be on stage at a, at a festival oh, doing this. 
Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> damn sure you are. Uh, I love that. Um, but do you look around and go, there's other things? That, 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 you, did you have any interest in that kind of stuff growing up? Was it always just music? Not really. Like, well, I want to was... produce a film or I want to be, you know, a production coordinator. <laughs> like, uh, oh, gosh. No. Uh, I wanted to act for a long time. I still okay. want to act. Yeah. And I'm trying to throw my hat in the ring for okay. an amateur hour film short. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we'll get yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll. I'm not part of the team. There, but we'll, we'll get you cast. Somehow. You, you specifically, yeah, yeah. will get me yeah, cast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, I'll be in your next one, uh, Ruvakaba. Uh, uh, Alex has to come with me, man. <laughs> has to come with me. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. a lot of theater in college and okay. high school, and that's always been a passion of mine as well. Where'd you go to college? I went to Loyola Marymount, yeah, LMU okay. near near LAX. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the other side. Of the place. <laughs> Loved okay. hearing, yeah, um, the airplanes wake me up in the middle of the night. It's yeah. always nice. That's great. <laughs> Acting, so you, that, that, so you're the whole package on stage. <laughs> I'd like to think so. We got, have you shot a music video yet? <laughs> we have shot a music video for uh, my 2014 song called Flower Girl. Yeah. It's a one-shot music video. We nice. did it in one take. We only did like nine or ten takes. Sure. But it was still a lot of work. I mm. it, was, uh, it was a hell of a day. Yeah. And that was the only music video we've done, actually. That's that's uh, that's too bad because uh, I want. To, I think music videos are the only reason I think I'd want to be in a uh, in a band. You know, <laughs> like you got to shoot that music video, yeah, like Sing Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in that eighties where it's just like if you didn't have a video, you didn't exist. Yeah, uh, uh, that would be, be part of the fun. Uh, I want to play a little bit of the song here. Okay, mm. is that okay? Oh, of course. You sure, you're not going to strike me down. Mm, I'll think about uh, it. Tell me what. The song's called Brilliant. Uh, tell me a little bit of the inspiration of, uh, of where it came from, <laughs> as much pain as you can share. <laughs> um, well, if you're listening to this, hi. It's about a girl. <laughs> and uh, Does she know? Okay, she's heard the song, and she's asked me, like, what's the, in- like, how did you come up with writing it? Okay. And, like, with the lyrical, like, the, the, the melodies and everything, how did I come up with those? But she never asked me about the lyrical content. And if she ever does ask me about the content, I'll straight up tell her. Cause it's, you know, I don't want, I don't want to, I'm not going to blow her cover. I'm not going <laughs> to, cause maybe it's someone I know, maybe someone I don't know. Uh, I hope it's someone I don't know. Cause then I might, uh, you know, have a, I hope you don't know her, yeah. <laughs> a, a, two rum and cokes at a party and be like, come here, let me tell you what it's you, but does she, cause I'm fascinated by this mm-hmm. because jokes aside, um, uh, grab you grab a guitar to impress the ladies or you grab a gu- guitar to impress the men. It, it doesn't matter. Music. There is very rarely, are musicians and sometimes they are. I'm not, I'm not trying to general make a general, but very rarely are the musicians the quarterback of the football team, surrounded by the cheerleaders. <laughs> like it's true, we write, uh, you know, we get involved, and in comics somewhat like this too. We're just like, this is our way of getting ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm digging <laughs> in a little bit on you because I, I, I know right where you are. Yeah, she knows the song. She knows. How? But does she know it's about her? She doesn't. Love that. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> you're just. You're. This is great. So this I, song, I, hope, uh, I hope. I hope she's just afraid to ask, though. Yeah. Like if she's a little bit suspicious. I love but this. As a, as a, as far as okay. I know, she does not know it's about her. <laughs> I'm glad I don't know. I'd probably send her this song right now and say, <laughs> "Look at the lyrics and study it." <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's play right. a little bit of the song, Brent. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like I'm back in my radio j- days. <laughs> Marzonia's brilliant release, January 10th, 2020. Uh, I'm playing it from Spotify. You can find it. Where else can you find it? By the way, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Look everywhere you can find me. I want you to find it, but we're gonna play a little bit now. Oh. The red one. Oh, that's 
this is this is a good one too. This is your song from last year. Yeah, it's my song. No, I know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Spotify. Sorry, that's embarrassing. This one, so this is one last year. Yeah. This has some 70s rock vibe to it. I can see it now. <laughs> How do you get these lyrics on stage? <laughs> you have to put them on your hand? Uh, <laughs> on the practice. That's the one from uh, last year. What's it called again? How do you pronounce that? Anya. Anya. Yeah. Don't right. forget the Anya. Yeah, don't forget the Anya. This is the one that you filed the copyright claim yeah. on the wires. <laughs> I get that. All right. All right. Hopefully um, you don't get one here. No, no. Here, no, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm gonna pay you for the song rights afterwards. All right, so this is Spotify. There you go. This yeah, is the piano. Mister. It's Ben Folds piano. I'm telling you, it's great. Take me through what we just heard. Take me through you changing it up there. Take mm-hmm. me through uh, what, what what do you do? You work towards a hook, a chorus. What do you build songs around? I'm fascinated <laughs> by this. So yeah, for that song, that's one of the ones that when I was went back to Diamond Bar to write, mm-hmm. and I wrote that chorus. I was just trying to think like, how would what would my old pianists do? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of uh, slash chords, a lot of inverted inversions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And try to write the song like that and see how I can uh, take the musically the chords on a journey okay. uh, on a, like an unsure uh, route mm. and then circle back into a, a good resolve. Yeah. And um, I don't know the, what any of that means, but it sounds <laughs> like you did it. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Uh, I may not have explained that. No, well, no, you, no, no. I'm, no, I'm the adult here. Um, <laughs> and, no, no, yeah. it does make sense. And so the, 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 the melody just, that was just me experimenting with uh, 
what notes would go well with that, yeah. those chords. And, and the words just came through and that one that when I wrote the chorus, it wasn't about anyone. Okay. And then once I decided it was going to be about her, like I filled in the rest. This is a rock and roll story. <laughs> you just came out. You're just, yeah. you're just you're singing. You're speaking directly to it. Yeah, the influence is great. I, I mean, I mean this uh, with all, all due respect. I mean, great level of respect. Like it's Ben Folds, Ben Queller. You got to listen. You're familiar gotta, with Folds, right? You familiar I've heard with Ben one Folds? Or two, probably. I just don't. I can't recall off the top of my head. Yeah, but Ben Queller. So Ben Queller was an interesting cat. He he in the mid '90s. He was like 16, 17. He was part of a band called Radish, and they got a big contract, and they were like the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't mm. be the next big thing, and they kind of at, at like 17, 18, his career was done. Whoa. And he goes and kind of, um, you know reworks himself a little bit, comes back with this great album, Sha Sha, that is totally just him by himself, singer, songwriter, rock star, piano type thing. And it's one of my favorite rock albums, favorite records, man. And you have, he has a song falling and, and it just, the first song starts playing when I'm listening to this and I was like, <laughs> God, he's got some queller in him, which is great, man, because he, he knows how to write Especially back then, he got a we- he got weirdly into country, which I love country. But he went down this really mm-hmm. like country path for a while. But I, you, you know, you got a, you got yourself some radio single ears there, and I really think that's key. Thanks. I yeah. can see this on stage at a festival mm. with her in the crowd, <laughs> right right up front, front row, <laughs> staring directly into her eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. Dude, that's but, great, man. Yeah, I. I Midway, I was like, this is kind of a Broadway tune, mm. like, especially because I have a modulation later, which is like, I change keys midway okay. through the song. And I'm also trying to do like R&B, hip hop as yeah, well, yeah. like infuse that into all my songs that I've, that I write now. Okay. And so it, why, why is that? That's interesting. Why? I'd love to hear why. It's a, I feel like it's a niche that I can fall into Perfect. pretty easily. Yeah. Because I love Chance the Rapper, Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anderson Pack. And um yeah. so I think and I feel like I can rap. <laughs> I can't yeah. I can't improvise rap, but yeah. I can if send me I'll sit down for like, you know, a few hours and pump one out and yeah. pump a rap out. We all we all want to pump a rap out. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, so, yeah. I'm following. Yeah, and I'm just fascinated by that. Yeah. Yeah. And after writing, after realizing it was a Broadway tune and it became like, what if Childish Gambino wrote a Broadway song? And this so is that's a, the, <laughs> Childish Gambino doing a Broadway yeah. song. That's the elevator that's how I pitch. Like to describe it, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, what is the weirdest song you've ever written? Weirdest? Like, hmm. I don't even know if we can play it. Like, what? where have you just like, you know what? I'm going to do something different. You, you know, not like Broadway show tune as done by Child, Childish Gambino, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm going to do a sound collage. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I think my songs have been relatively pretty straightforward. Very, pretty straightforward. Yeah. But I think just I guess wondering. back in high school, I did a song called this is the life, which okay. is actually on my Spotify as well. Oh yeah. Um, you mean, you mean this one right here? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, this was the first song where I actually rapped on. I gotcha. And so that was different for the time. For the time. I was like, Oh, People or high school friends going, oh, you rap? And you I was rap like, it I'm just trying something out. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. my best rap, but... A little bouncy, little after. fun tune. Uh, that's it. So, yeah, you. but I love you challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. Challenging yourself. Push some boundaries. Going, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
what happens is what happens when um, you you don't get this girl, but you get the next one, and this song is in existence. How are you going to deal with that emotionally? Uh, uh, it'll be a timestamp of this day and age. <laughs> Good answer. That's how it is. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Uh, how how many songs are you working on at once? Uh, oh, at, at least ten. You There's like a, you brought a little notebook with oh, you. Oh, I did. Yes, that's my uh, that's my this is my lyric notebook that I I force myself to write at least eight lines a day. Nice. Yeah, just so that I don't have any writer's block, essentially. When, like, when did that start? Where did that come from? This just started November, just because I was kind of. Uh, well, that was like when me and this girl, mm-hmm. uh, I really started to be mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. into this girl, and uh, I, I didn't write a lot of lyrics. I was writing mainly music, and right. I was having trouble finding the right lyrics to put to songs, mm-hmm. and so I just tried to. Get, I, I, I bought this notebook and just forced myself to do eight lines mm-hmm. just so that something is coming out and I can pick and uh, pick and choose for yeah. whatever song. And so now I have a plethora of options. <laughs> the world needs plethora of <laughs> song lyric options. That, uh, I think that's fantastic. That's a, again, talking about work ethic and also no, you know, that's, that's insightful to me because it showed, shows me that you, you, you had an area where you wanted to work through something, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you're like, here's how we're going to do it. <laughs> And no one told you necessarily to do it unless you saw it on like the rocks, Instagram page. <laughs> just keep on creating. You just decided to do it. Mm-hmm. You pretty self-disciplined. Um, lately. Yes. What does um, that mean? You learned. Yeah. I learned cause I was wasting a lot of time with, you know, playing video games. <sighs> Sorry. That wasn't supposed to be a shot. At anyone. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like twiddling my thumbs minutes before you got here. <laughs> literally what I, was I doing. apologize again. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, but it's a battle. You got to know. Yeah. This is great. This is great because, um, I wish I, I wish I, I wish I learned that early. Mm-hmm. I, I think I wasted about my twenties <laughs> <laughs> just, um, instead of writing when no one's around to tell you to do it, it's mm-hmm. very easy not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. how it works. Yeah. And especially being away from the parents and like they're without their guidance or like, you know, constant Mm, mm. quote unquote nagging <laughs> for me to get something done to, yeah. uh, you know, be satisfied with my life and not worry about money. Yeah. Um, without that, it's, it's, it is really hard to push myself and, and not that I, I still, ha- I still allow myself, you know, 30 minutes, an hour of video game time, God, which I, sorry, I yeah. love to do. Sure. And so yeah, like, I give myself th- an hour, three hours later. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like I, I gotta have that outlet as well. Mm-hmm. That's stress relief. And, um, yeah, I just need that. How do you approach you? Somebody just said kind of something I always talk about. You do have to give yourself, if you're a creative or anything, if you're, if you're a, running a bank or you're, you know, even raising a family, something I don't know about, um, but anything that you're pursuing hard in life, go, 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 go self. That is important. That's something you got to do. You got to get to get up and do it yourself, but to have the built in time to, uh, you know, we're not doing that right now mm-hmm. and turn off the mind. Do you, are you able to turn off your mind completely, whether it's video game, going for a walk, whatever you do? Oh yeah. I, uh, for video games. Yeah. I, that's my, that's my main outlet to turn off my mind. I also go on runs, okay. um, uh, go to the gym, you know, you're great Everything. yeah absolutely <laughs> so yeah but yeah, it's built into your day yeah 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 i wake up very early just so i can yeah. get all that stuff done mm-hmm. and yeah 
I uh, try to schedule my day essentially. Are you are you super scheduled? You're Not, one of those folks. Uh, I'm trying to be more. I'm trying to be. I yeah. I can't. I wish. I, I mean, I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking around. My, don't tell anyone how messy my my office is. <laughs> uh, Makugo tells everyone it's in the beautiful. afternoons. It looks beautiful. It's just it's organized clutter. Let's <laughs> call it what it is. But I have like three or four different let me write the a schedule down type mm-hmm. of things around. Um, and I try, but I, I, it, it's tough for me sometimes. I just right. need, I just need to know what I'm doing the next day, <laughs> I guess. But are you like somewhere between living off an Excel sheet and living free and easy in the wind? You're just somewhere in the middle, <laughs> somewhere in the middle. I love my spreadsheets. I do, <laughs> but, um, it makes some sense as organized as you are. organized. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a, have I told you I have a spreadsheet of all the movies I've seen, the past two years. Uh, no, let's yeah, talk so. about this. Uh, <laughs> when did this start? Um, is this I from our mutual this... friend PJ? Did he uh, force no. you to do this? No, it's just uh, for my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I had a movie or mainly movie blog back okay. in 2016. Once I started watching collider schmoes, all that stuff. Right. And, um, I wanted to keep track in a better way, um, of all the money I've spent, all the movies I've seen, what years they were released in all that kind of stuff. And so I just started that spreadsheet before that. I mean, I'm not judging you. I want you, I want you to know because this is, yeah. Um, I love doing that. What, what were you just sitting around one day going, I can't remember what I watched. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I want to, I want a complete list. Yeah. And just like, just, uh, and, but just, don't lie to, to me. Recall. Don't lie to me. PJ, PJ Campbell, you guys should all listen to mm-hmm. his podcast. Did he have a list like this too? And did you guys compare? Um, I think he used, um, he strikes me as called? a movie lister. He did. What's that? Uh, letterboxd. He does letterbox. Okay. So that, okay. I think that's his way of All right. logging fair. that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Going back to giving yourself this time and mm-hmm. giving yourself good movies is an outlet for you too. Yes, it's a, watching it's a movies. creative passion. Yeah, no, I know it's part of it too. So you, you allow that, allow that fun. Uh, you know, mental health is something that's very important today. And it sounds, it sounds like you have a handle on it, given, give or take the things that are going to happen and upset the apple cart. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you seem to have, am I wrong? Stress managed pretty well. Like, how do you, I know there's probably some sad days. I'm yes. not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying <laughs> you have a very positive outlook mm-hmm. to me. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I, where does it come from? Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess my parent, my brother has instilled that in me. Like always try to be a better person. Look mm-hmm. at, look at the good things. Look at all the blessings like mm-hmm. that I have in my life. Yeah. You know, Catholic. Uh, sure. <laughs> bring it up. Yeah. Um, and you have st- pretty st- strong faith still. I've been getting complicated. Back into one? It. It's complicated because I've stopped. I really, I pretty much stopped going after high school. Yeah. Parents, if you're listening to this, I've always been going. <laughs> uh, and I'm not here to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then there's just been a lot of signs lately. Sure. That like, I kind of, been inspired to go again and just like re-explore that because now yeah. I feel like I've been engaging with it differently now that I'm older. That's a wonderful answer. Yeah. That's a wonderful answer. And God is big enough for your complications. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say that he's big enough <laughs> for your anger, your doubt, your, 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 whatever you have about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. I love that. If answer. If I may ask, where, where do you stand on religion? Uh, where do I stand on? I stand high on it. I stand away from it. No, I, I grew up in the church. Um, as far as, I mean, dedicated by one of the most famous pastors in the world, mm-hmm. Pastor Chuck Smith, uh, passed away a few years ago, uh, 
Coast, uh, Calvary Costa Mesa, one of the biggest churches in the world. It's like one of those like super churches before yeah, super the super churches. Church. <laughs> I, I, so I grew up with it. I had no mm-hmm. memory uh, of it. And I was forced to, to go in that sense of we all were forced yeah. to go, you know, if, if you're part of it. And it wasn't like I was dragged by my ear, but it was just part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I think because it was part of my life, I didn't pr- appreciate Same. the benefits of it mm-hmm. until maybe later on, until I kind of not redefine it, um, not create my own way to walk, walk with the God as you will, but just like what you just said, really, that's, that's an, a, that's a really good way to say it, how I engage with it, mm-hmm. what it means to me. And I grew up, I grew up with parents, lower middle class who couldn't afford to send me to the private Christian school in our neighborhood that all my friends went to. So I was in a public school. So therefore all my best friends became kids at public school mm-hmm. and my influences were different. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I think I have a pretty good ability to be, if you put me uh, with different groups of people, I, I can get along with everybody. And I think mm-hmm. it's because I had this weird <laughs> switch. I was right. the church kid at the public school yeah. and then I was the public school kid yeah. at the church group. <laughs> so it, it, I was never burned. I was never, F this, I'm out. Other people are. Other people have good reason to. I've heard some horror stories. I get all that. I had a very, just, it was part of my life to the point where it just seemed like wallpaper. Right. I think sometimes you have to move out of the house to you go, I miss that wallpaper. Or now I see it different like you did. And so that's it. So that's where I'm at right now. And how I love taking it to the real world, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one of the biggest, and I've talked about this before, I was in a, I was in a church up here in um, Granada Hills. And I got really upset. There was a guest pastor speaking. And now this is one of the bigger churches in the area. And he was speaking about U2. And, or no, excuse me, take it back. He was not speaking about U2, the band. He was speaking about Psalms 40, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great psalm in the Bible. And he said, this is great. I wish someone had turned this, would turn this into a song to sing. And I'm like, in my head, I'm screaming, U2 closed every show in the 80s with this song. Mm-hmm. They, their song 40 is Psalm 40. Oh. And I just remember thinking, I don't want to be in that bubble. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the, that bubble where I'm so locked away. I don't feel the beauty that's outside here as well. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that cool. can be dangerous. Cause then I started drinking <laughs> and I joke, I don't drink a lot of people just because I was a drunk movie fights champion. does not mean I drink a lot. Um, so that's where I'm at. I see. Complicated. Yeah. Complicated. Religion is very complicated. It, it kind of should be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it isn't. But, but I think also, you know, religion, Look at the Jedi Order, man. <laughs> you you can be pulled down by the organization around mm. it. But I don't, for me, I don't know where you're at. We're getting deep here. I've never got this. You pulled yeah. that out of oh. me real good. <laughs> I've never gotten this, uh, gone down this path. I, despite having maybe some, quote, problems with organized religion or don't go to church anymore, all those kind of things, I've never cast the stones at God. I've mm. always realized it's the people between God and me that might be causing the problems. Yeah. And I forgive them, and God's big enough for that too, right? It's beautiful, yeah. And I don't know if it's beautiful. It's not <laughs> a song, um, but that's where I'm at. So I, I want to make it into a song. Do that. Do that. My goal. I put. I put a goal in my resolutions. I was like, I want to write a song again because I wrote. No joke, dude. I had binders, probably over 400 sets of song lyrics. Hmm. I was obsessed, oh. man. I wanted this career. <laughs> you, you still have it? I'm trying to find it. <sighs> I want to. I want to look through it. I, if I find <laughs> it, I have no problem sharing with sharing Ooh. it because I feel confident sharing it with yeah. someone like you, my friend Van Williams, singer songwriter. I've talked to him like, uh, and I had, I had a friend. He's since passed away. Um, 
he was an older guy at the time and he, he was a big Beatles fan and everything when I was working in radio and he, he took some lyrics and he turned it into a song and I cried in a park. He played it for me in a park and wow. you know, but we didn't have recording equipment. Yeah. We could go into the radio station. Mm-hmm. We did a couple of times, but like now you can whip, whip out your phone yeah, and you exactly. record something. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, Alex, you don't understand. You see me now as like this podcasting schmoes idiot <laughs> in my early twenties. All I thought about was how do I be a rock star? And I just didn't have skills. <laughs> I had a tambourine. <laughs> I still got the tambourine. Do you oh, need, do you okay. need, do you do need, need a tambourine? A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you play all the instruments on these recordings, right? I do. Yes. Uh, the drums are uh, MIDI mm-hmm. or um, so they're all like mapped out notes, but I did play those on a electronic drum kit. So wow. yeah, they're all, they're all me. So w- to get you on stage right now, we need a, we need to hire a little backing band for you. Um, the best? I have What's friends. Best? Yeah. I have friends that I can put together for a backing band is okay. just finding a venue. I've been trying to get a, um, okay. just a small venue, but it's like, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars. And I'm like, I don't want to pay that. I'd rather just do a pay to play essentially. That's fair. And just like bring people out. I feel like I have enough friends, yeah. enough supporters that will, um, you know, buy those tickets for me. <laughs> Look, so. you are on some shows now, whether the shows are exist or not, or mm-hmm. the trivia shows that go on or, uh, shows in the garage with super chat robots. So you got enough <laughs> people around you that I think I want this to be a 2020, late in the game resolution. All right. Yeah. I want you on stage by this year and I want to be out there, there singing with all you. Right. I'll sing some lyrics back. <laughs> to you. It'll be, it'll be Spirit. bad, but I'll sing it back. <laughs> you got to join me and sing, sing a few songs. We'll play some U2. Hey, you know, <laughs> you, you can get maybe some cover, some Oasis on stage. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, uh, this is interview isn't about me. I feel like I've hijacked my own interview with you. Um, I did, I've only done karaoke once in my life. Mm-hmm. Did a Neil, Neil Diamond Sweet Caroline because you someone needs to do that, and I was the person who, who did <laughs> right. it that night. And it was so bad. I got so nervous. I was so nervous. But this is back in about 2005. So when you were writing your song, hey. being a little prodigy, writing your songs <laughs> on a field trip to the Getty Museum, <laughs> I was this comedian trying to impress probably some women, but also my <laughs> friends, and live out my rock star dreams, and I failed hey. to do it. <laughs> so one day maybe I'll do karaoke. One day. Next yeah. week? No. Next week. Next maybe, week. Maybe yeah. Next week. Give me a year. I'm giving you a year for a show. I'll give give me a year for Let's go. March 2020. Let's oh do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're almost done here, man. But uh, it's been fun to talk to you. It's been fun to get to know you and watch you. You work, um, work your magic behind the scenes. And seriously, if you're listening, you're a, you're a movie trivia showdown fan. I hope you are. It's a fun time. And you go to the live events and you see Alex there. Number one, no, he's probably busier than you <laughs> at that time. Just a little. Uh, along with any of the crew working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but know that the show happens large part because of people like him and Meg and all the people behind the scenes. Great it's crew. Great crew. It's the only reason those things work. I just go up on stage and say stupid words into a microphone. You make it happen. Um, we're almost out of here, like I said. But where do you want them to get this song? What's the best place for you, Marzonia, the artist, for them to get this song? Spotify would be the best place to listen to it. Okay. Um, I, yeah, just stream it there. You okay. can you can buy it on iTunes. You can uh, listen to it anywhere else. But I think Spotify is the best platform to do it, okay. and the one that'll uh, boost me up as well. Boost so, him up, yeah. children. I'm, I'm on and right I, now. How do I? I got. How do I rate here? I got to give you a thumbs up. <laughs> And I just really hope everybody likes it. 
Yeah. That's, that's the that's the key. And here's what I'm going to do too. Dream. I'm going to do this. If you're with your permission, every month on my Patreon page, I do something called KZOC Radio, mm-hmm. where I do a private playlist because I do feel bad about artists having their music played, not getting compensated directly. Um, I also, from an old radio standpoint, ASCAP and BMI could come after me. <laughs> so don't do it, kids. Be careful. Um, but I'm gonna add. Uh, I'm gonna add this song to my playlist. Uh, playlist for January. Oh, so it'll be you. it'll be there for uh, our listeners. Yeah. And if you're a Patreon supporter, you get that show. Get um, that in my email. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, be fun. So check it out there. Where can they follow you and find you and all those good things? So when you announce your show this year, they <laughs> so that you know. Uh, Twitter at Alex Marzona. They forgot the Enya. Can't do Enyas on, on usernames, sadly. You can't? <laughs> no. It sucks. So <laughs> but, I love that you you pronounced it as it would be. Marzona. <laughs> Marzona. Mar- not Marzona. How it used yeah. to be before what, 10th grade. <laughs> well, I was glad you shared uh, uh, an updated contact photo because everyone on mm-hmm. iPhone now do that. Yeah. So, so I, I had your name in there already. Mm-hmm. And then when I updated the photo, it, it gave me the correct, the correct last one. name. I was like, great. I feel good. <laughs> so, so tell them again. So yeah, twitter.com slash Alex Marzona. And while you're there, actually, um, do me a favor and uh, retweet my, uh, my Caitlin Dever tweet. I'm okay. trying to go on a date with Caitlin Dever. Okay. And, uh, let's do a little, <laughs> let's do that. Just for fun, like, uh, campaigning there. I love that. Get me on a date with her and, uh, Instagram at Marzona. No Alex there. No Alex. Okay. And, uh, Everywhere you can listen to music. Everywhere you can listen to music. Listen to Marzonia. That's Alex to you and me. If, you know, if he allows you to call you that. Very talented young man with a bright future. And even, you know, even though he's writing these songs for girls, I know there's going to be something more for you. But I hope this girl listens to the song and hears it. If I have to track her down and (laughs) sit her down. I'm going to make it happen, but uh, <laughs> you're great, man. Thanks for coming in the next Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Uh, it's, Thank you, it's always fun uh, with people who like coming on the show. So <laughs> that makes it fun too. Uh, you guys, uh, in the beginning of the show, you heard uh, uh, my intro. This is the one that I did before uh, Alex sat down. Uh, you heard uh, me talk about the GoFundMe for our friend Zachary. Check that out. Link in the description here on Anchor, wherever this podcast is found. Uh, I'm uh, still trying to lock down some of those shows with the great Mark Ellis. Speaking of shows, doing some comedy, go to napsack.com to keep updated on that don't forget why we love star wars is out there in german if you want it maybe maybe if alex plays a show this year i'll read a a, a selection from why we love star wars in german yes we'll the opening act the way to do it we're on our way out normally we play the knapsack files uh podcast theme song but instead We're going to let this talented artist play us out as well. We'll see you next time. This was the Knapsack Files.